0: Welcome to Love & Money, the internet television show of Prosperity U-L-L-C, where we discuss what's happening, what's happening to us, and what can we do about it. Now available on Spotify. Be sure to click the links in the description for all other channels and playlists. And if you appreciate the show, go ahead and show it in Cash App at Dollar Sign Prosperity U-L-L-C. Join Kev Prosper as he beats up the bad guys, slays the dragon, and saves the princess. Prosperity Gaming is the new channel of Prosperity U-L-L-C. Watch, follow, subscribe to Prosperity Gaming with Kev Prosper. You're going to want to sit through this clip. Um, It should be about six minutes, a little over six minutes. You're going to want to sit through this clip. We're going to go in and it's going to get good. (laughs) All right. So get your popcorn ready. Get your wine, whatever, whatever, whatever it takes. But get ready. Buckle up.
1: So in, an, in a recent interview with our dear friends over at The Breakfast Club, uh, that went very viral for very good reason, uh, you said that women are being trained to be men in skirts. In skirt. um, yeah. I, I, I will acknowledge, I will, I will say I was triggered, I was a hit dog, and I holla to, to the entire production team to, to get you here today, because I, I actually think you're right. I think you're right, Ayanla, I do think um, that, I, I'll just speak for myself, vulnerably, Uh, When I think of a masculine um, posture and what I would expect a man to do in my life, uh, two things come top of mind, and they are provide and they are protect. And when my lived experience, um, and I I think I'm still relatively young, I guess, but I'm 40 in in, in September. So, you know, I've I've had some, some relationships and I've yet to find a man who has shown, I mean, this includes even my father who was absent. I've yet to have a male energy that provided or protected me consistently ever. So I think that I have taken on the reins to protect and provide for myself. Because what I'm not going to do, Ayanla, is be without. Baby, it's not happening. Be without more. So that be would without. be without protection, be without protection okay. and be okay. without the necessities of life. Okay. So so okay. but 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 I say that with an invitation, Ayanla, check me. Show me the era of my ways. <laughs> tell me how I might be missing it. Because I might be.
2: Okay. I too am an alpha woman. So I understand what that means. And I tell people all the time, I was a horrible mother. I was a horrible mother. I was a great father. <laughs> And I was a horrible mother mm. because I'd never been mother. So I didn't know how to affirm, how to nurture, how to nourish, how to um, guide. I knew how to direct, how to demand, how to discipline. And like you said, provide and protect. Those are masculine energies. And the, the distinction here is men build, women create. So we know how to build. We know how to get to the external and get the work done and drive and push and do it, do it, do it. We don't know how to be still create it, and allow it to come to us. And I learned that when I lost everything. I learned how to create because I had already built and it all crumbled. The house, the husband, the job, the contracts, the professional career in the world, stripped of it all all the attachments, the necessities of life, the creature comforts, until I was stripped down to the bare bones. And then I had to learn how not to build, build is external, create is internal. And we as women have the power to create and attract anything we desire, but we don't get still, we won't shut up. And we manage everything through fear, control, and survival Mm -hmm. as opposed to feeling, knowing, and blooming or flourishing. Complete different thing. But since we've never been trained, we haven't been trained, we haven't been taught. So we do it the way we were taught to do it, which is very masculine in nature.
1: When we talk, and I know that you've said that you cannot teach a man or tell a man how to be a man. So I will not ask you to indict men in this question. But I do want you to speak, ayanla to how women need to, uh, I don't know, position ourselves so that we can be in our divinity, so we can have our crowns right, how we can create and not build. When some of us, quite frankly, feel that the men that are available to us, and I'm talking about across the color spectrum, across the age spectrum, trust me, I've done them all, um, they are not positioned to protect nor provide because of some of the statistics we just talked about. They're not earning the incomes, they're not having the resources, and some of them are not even showing up in the leadership.
2: Would you date a bus driver?
1: You, would you date if a bus If he owns the bus. If he owns no. it, if he owns the bus.
2: See, that's he- a problem, that's a problem. That's a problem because the standards and requisites, and I'm not talking about him laying on his sofa playing video games all day, <laughs> I'm not talking about mm-hmm. that. But the standards and the criteria that we use to measure men is off for who we are as women and who they are in this society. I would date a bus driver if he, was, if he loved driving the bus if he was a man of integrity, if he was good to his mama, if he treated me well, I would date a bus driver. But we think that it's another human being's responsibility to give us what we need instead of us building together. I can build with a bus driver. I'd have my little stash over on the side in my prenup, but I could build with a bus driver. (laughs) So I think some of the criteria that we look for in the reality of today keeps us unhappy, keeps us angry, keeps us in balance. And then when the men show up, we wanna beat them up cause they're not living up to our standards and criteria. And, and it's not working beloved, it's just not working. So it's not that it's bad or wrong, it's obsolete. It's obsolete. Mm. We have to come up with a new way of being. I don't believe in carrying a man. A man has to do for himself. My son got his first job when he was nine. Nine, okay? Because you're a black man, you will know how to take care of yourself. But
1: I think the way we measure it, it's it's just obsolete. The 50,000 plus comments posted on social, I only saw a handful that even considered the possibility of a bus owner being a more aspirational position and recognizing that I am actually speaking and pouring into the ascension of black men when I said what I said. But see, no, some of y'all were too busy naming and shaming me personally and black women in general as undesirable gold diggers and much worse. Now, I suspect that some of y'all are the same men that were bringing home C's and D's on your report cards, only to then be coddled by parents that said, well, that's okay, as long as you're doing your best. Well, listen, I love and believe in the excellence of black men. So no, my dear, C's and D's or any other form of mediocrity is not okay. No, I will not create a soft place for you or anybody that I love to fall comfortably into the bigotry of low expectations. So I'm going to say one more time, There's absolutely nothing wrong with driving a bus. My mother, Gloria, drove one for years. But could it be that Black America has been sold a narrative of average, regular, and typical being good enough for us? Hmm. Well, see, that's called white supremacy. And in this case, it takes the form of conditioning Black Americans to happily accept being a permanent American underclass. But see, because I know the truth about black folk in America, no, average is not and will never be good enough for me. And the gag is, I don't think it's good enough for you either.
0: Hey, if you see something, share something. Don't be afraid, share this episode, subscribe, like, and share, thank you. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) the internet is ablaze once again um the comments are getting hot and heavy and it's it's too much to keep up with you know what i mean um yeah yeah it's 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 that it's that deep it is that deep you know people say it's not that deep yes it's, it's that deep um a lot of people are hurt a lot of people are triggered um, I think there's a difference between being triggered and being offended. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a thin gray, gray area line, but, um, there is a difference. I do believe, um, being offended is when you're like, when you truly do feel attacked and you have no dog in the fight and you're minding your business, right. And you feel like someone's attacking you. That's being offended. Um, being triggered is where your 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 feelings are hurt but it's not meant to hurt it's not directly di- it's not directed at you you know so so <laughs> being tr- being offended is like taking a taking a, 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 a t- is just it's like taking a shot it's like taking shots from someone um being triggered is like taking stray shots <laughs> you know catching stray bullets you know what i mean if it, it, I mean I don't I don't know a, a better way to explain it. I can't think of a better way to explain it at the moment. But you get what I'm saying. But a lot of people are triggered and uh some people are offensive offended. I think most most of the black men um who saw that are triggered. Listen. Listen before I before I get to my talking points, you know, I I want to disclaim. I've been broke for a long time. I I've been broke pretty much my entire 20s and early 30s you know what i mean so um i know how it i know that i understand the insecurity that a lot of these men that bear on these men you know what i'm saying when they when they come across women who they who they can't hold a candle to and can't afford you know what i mean i understand how they i understand how just their those women's presence alone emasculates those men i get it you know, um, when they when they talk about a woman's success being intimidating, that that's what that means. I can't afford you. I, I don't. I can't hold a candle to you. You know what I mean. And then, uh, you know, su- success can be illusional as well. There can be an illusion to success. Um, a lot of people who have worldly success um, are very privileged. Let's, let's 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 keep that a bean. Let's keep that a thousand percent. Um, a lot of people who who have uh, who who look worldly successful on the outside or are doing well for themselves tend to be very privileged. It just is what it is. You know, um, you can't help but not win the race if you have a, a head start. It is what it is. You know what I mean? So so um, with all respects to economics, you know, um, no one is... Unless you really got it out of the mud and can't, and, you know, laced up your bootstraps, as they say, uh, to get where you're at um, then not too many people can really toot their own horns when in the in, when, in the when you're trying to conceptualize success. So let's get that out the way let's let's break that down so it can forever and consistently be broke. all right um, now let's talk about um, so I want to talk about the message then I want to talk about the messenger and then I want to get into my talking points. So bear with me. It's going to take some time, okay? All right, so let's talk about the message. Um, she did the whole uh, double down, <laughs> um, you know, uh, backhanded apology video. Well, it wasn't really an apology. It was, it was really a double down. Um, she did the whole double down, and um, I respected it. I respected it. Um, you know, she talked about the season. I-, I want to talk about the season Ds, and then I'll get into the whole m- mediocre uh, definition of mediocre semantics. And, um, uh, yeah, so the C's and D's, you know, I, um, I was one of those intelligent C students uh, coming up in high school. You know what I mean? Um, I remember I think I, I set myself back being around um, hood, hood children, being around uh, ignorant children or children, you know, uh, um, children who come from unfavorable situations, uh, inner city children, as they say. I kind of set myself back. I can't. I went from a private school, um, you know, really trying to compete. I remember the 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 difference in the culture of being in a private school and being in a public school. You know what I'm saying? Um, This is why I say a lot of public education is really public housing, because there is there is no aspiration, there is no there is there isn't much real pursuit unless you go to a particular school. But in general, generally, most of those kids don't really see a future for themselves and don't really care for an education. It is what it is. And so what you can imagine what their behavior is going to be like day in and day out in those buildings, you know, Um, I remember feeling like I had to dumb myself down, not even to fit in, but just to get by just to just so they could leave me alone (laughs) and not, you know, um, you know, the teacher would call on me. I would refuse to answer. You know what I mean? I just didn't want to feel, I, I felt ashamed for being smarter than everyone else. You know what I mean? I, 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 re- I remember that and that, that really shot me in the foot. Um, as far as my future was concerned, I hate, I hate that about, that's one of the things I hate about my past, you know, um, living, uh, living amongst wolves like that. You know what I mean? Um, and and so when you talk about mediocrity and bringing home season D's and say as long as you did your best, I get it, yo. I get, woo, I get it. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Um, if you bring it home season D's, you ain't shit. As far in, in my book, the way I was brought up, and 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 the way the way I, I carry it, you know what I mean. I facetiously dog my kids about getting eighties and nineties. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm constantly telling them about them Chinese kids committing suicide <laughs> for getting a <the> 95. <laughs> you know, um, shout out to them. You know what I'm saying? God rest their souls, or whoever, whatever whoever uh, did that, whatever. You, you get what I'm saying? You know, I try to, I really try to push them because because yeah. Let, let me get, let me continue. Um, you know for uh, you know they say ed- education isn't for everybody, but I do believe everybody. I don't care. Everyone needs an education. It may not be for you, but you need it, Um, especially as especially as a black person with all things considered. Um, But there's a there's an economics to college, college. uh, um, The college hustle is coming more and more to the surface in this day and age. You know, Um, you know, we're beginning to realize that, uh, um, you know, having a degree isn't as beneficial as it used to be or probably never really was. You know, um, I don't think I started my career until maybe three, two years to about two years till after I graduated. I remember I, I remember, you know, like, uh, um, you know, like uh, what's the word? I remember like pleading with my agent like when I was I was trying to get like, a, a you know, trying to get into corporate America. And I remember pleading every time, like every other week, my agent would call me about someone new getting picked over me. You know what I mean? And it got to a point where I kind of like had deduce it to deduce it to just maybe it's just because I'm black. Like, I just I just I couldn't think of anything else. I'm like, I had to plead with him. I was like, yo, who's better than me? Why are why are these why are these these jobs continually passing up on me? Um, You know, and may, maybe I was blackballed or maybe I was whatever the case. But um, yeah, it took, it, it, I didn't start my career until like two a good solid two years um, after I got my degree. You know what I mean? Um, two years is a long freaking time to start a career. When you, you spent a whole however many years, in a, in, a, in, a, in a on top of the four years you spent in high school, you spent another four years in another classroom. Now, mind you, it took me 10 years to get my degree. You know what I'm saying? And that's a whole other story. But I'm digressing. Um, the college hustle is really a hustle. And um, a lot of blue-collar men have figured out that, yo, I can take this course and get this license or this certification and get into this field and in a couple years make six figures with and and be free of and be free of student loan debt that that is that is the lottery if you ask me fudge cracker that is the freaking lottery (laughs) okay being free you know making six figures being free of student loan debt what you're like you're you're set you're set for life you're that's the lottery, if you ask me. So, argue with your nose, um, and you know a lot of people um, argue that the school system isn't designed for boys. You know what I mean? Um, I I, got, I put a question mark on that. I can I can I can I can see how that may be the case, but so, some of these little some of these little guys <laughs> are just undisciplined. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a time to play and there's a time to focus. You know what I'm saying? Some of them just lack focus and discipline. Let's let's keep it a beam. You know what I'm saying? We can we can uh, be liberal left and advocate for these kids, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like like I, I don't like sugarcoating and lying. I'm already 10 minutes in and I'm, on, I'm still on my first talking point. Um the the soft bigotry of low expectations. I, did, I, did, I didn't know that that was a, a, a term or a phrase. I, I had no clue that that was like that blew me away when I didn't blow me away. It, it was like I felt like I had to decode that the soft bigotry of low expectations. And then um, so I had to research um, a couple of YouTubers, uh, namely um, We Need to Talk and Shay Charday. Sar- Shay- and this is, we need to talk as a, as a male YouTuber. Shea Sharday is a female YouTuber and they're very intellectual. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think the, the guy, uh, Dr. Obi, he, he has a doctorate, you know what I'm saying? So he, he must have some intelligence, hopefully. Right. <laughs> um, Shea Sharday, she, uh, she's seen, I've, I'm assuming she's college educated. Uh, she's worked in marketing. So she has a, she has a, a feminine perspective but also a very um, marketing corporate perspective on a lot of the, the things that go on on the internet. Whereas uh, Dr. Obi, he has much more of a um, very perceptive, insightful um, anthropological look on things. You know, he looks at things from a very uh, deeply psychological perspective. When, uh, but he's not a psychologist, but he looks at he's very perceptive in human nature and you know just things of that things like that so and and what people are really trying to say by their words and their actions, you know what I'm saying, and what things mean, the symbolic nature of things. He breaks a lot of that down, and I like his talking points. So, so I stole a lot of his, a lot of uh, things from the two, from the both of them. They they both went in on this. Um, they talked about the look, uh clip, then they talked about the Double Down clip, and then they talked about the Breakfast Club interview, where they uh, broke it down even further. And I stole a lot of talking points. So um, I'm not ashamed. Um, it's, it's good stuff. Um, so, yeah, the soft bigotry of low expectations when people of other other ethnicities say, wow, you speak so well. <laughs> right. That's an example. Right. <laughs> I like I, I didn't know there was a phrase for that. No one has ever put that. No one has ever put a name to that. Um, you, you know, you you're 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 pretty for a, 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 or. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. You you're you're. You accomplish that? Really? You're like, like, look, that's standard. I like, wasn't supposed to. What do you mean? Right. The soft bigotry of low expectations. Um, and then um, the semantics of mediocrity. Um, let's let's be clear. Like, you know, by definition, there is there is nothing wrong with medioc with the term mediocrity or average. Um, but in our society, there is something wrong with it. Let's let's we, let's just own it. We've made it a bad turn. Like, if you call me mediocre, I'll throw something at you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I will deny you to the to the highest heavens. No, I'm not mediocre. This is the, well, what's wrong with being mediocre? Everything. Every freaking thing. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. All right? Um, but by definition, there is nothing wrong with it, but it's just something wrong with it for me. Okay? <laughs> um, if there's something that I really aspire towards and I really want to... Move towards, and even if it's true, even if I'm truly mediocre, like like, if you look at my life on paper, like if you get to know me personally, I'm I'm a freaking like hell of a freaking guy, you know what I'm saying? But on paper, you could say I'm mediocre. You could easily say I'm mediocre. You, you could you could throw me you could you could throw the paper out the window if you saw me on. Paper. <laughs> you could just toss. it. I'm mediocre as crap on paper, but oh well, well, I don't think so. I don't know my I, my my resume is pretty pretty hefty heavy but uh, but yeah i don't know but if you look at you know um where i currently stand you know um financially and occupationally and things like that you could say i'm mediocre you know what i'm saying and i'd still argue you i'd still deny you hell no you know what I'm saying like I don't want to accept that like well, well, what's wrong with it everything you know what I'm saying so yes it's a bad word it's a bad word it has a negative connotation it's not necessarily bad by definition it's not definitively bad it's connotatively bad um, her tone her tone that that kind of wagging your finger in, in, in the faces of black men um, you know uh, I think that kind of ignited the triggering as well You know, um, she knew what she was doing. She knew she it was the 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 double down video, uh, the double down clip, the little one minute double down was a clap back to the comments. That's all that was like uh, people. People, you know, take it wherever they want to take it. You know what I'm saying? All she was doing was clapping back to the comments and see. And that's the thing. The comments will really if you get lost in the minutiae of the comments, you will, you will really get out of context. You know what I'm saying? Because if she wanted, if she, she wasn't addressing w- that one minute clip had nothing to do with the Ayanla video, <laughs> all it had to do was w- with, was the comments. And this is why she moved the goalposts when she got into the, uh, breakfast club interview because she got lost in the minutia of the comments you know what I'm saying? She was all she was worried about was clapping back. Clapping back in sign language, like women typically do. Clapping back, sign yeah. Shame, insults, guilt, and the need to be right. That's all she cared about at that at that point. When she did that double down video, that's all that was. You know what I'm saying? I think if she was to really um clarify her her stance on that little and that was just a clip, it was a whole 20-minute video with her and Ayanla. But that that just one little clip. If she was to really clarify her stance on that, and not just try to clap back at the commentators, and the and the, the, the detractors, um, she wouldn't have. She wouldn't be in the light. She wouldn't be painted in the light that she's in now. You know what I'm saying? I do believe that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So so it it was a, it was a stark undertone of condescension. Um. If I'm an A student and, you know, there's there's a, a, a classmate of mine who is, like, you know, just uh, bullshitting, you know, bullshitting his life away. Yeah, I'm going to look down on him. Yeah, you and CND student. Fuck out my face. I'm over here busting my behind. Yeah. I, like, I'm not going to settle for mediocrity because my mama told me I did my best. Uh-huh. No. Mm, no. So... So yeah, it's it's going to be condescending, it's going to be triggering. Um and yeah, it's going to be negatively motivated. I think it probably would have been received better if it came from a man. Um it's just like like men that's why Kevin Samuels had the the slack that he had and had the 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 wave of vitriol against uh, from black women against him. You know what I'm saying? Because because it was coming from a man you know what i'm saying but it stung and he had their attention and he got his point across you know what i'm saying as ugly as it was he still got his point across and i think that's if you juxtapose it that's what's going on here the men are triggered but she has their attention and you know every you know so there i'm pretty sure who, all of, all of those detractors in the comments at least there's this one that one guy who's gonna get up every morning. You know what? I'm gonna show Ebony K. Williams that I'm not mediocre. There's probably he's probably out there somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Deep down in the dark recesses of his mind, when he gets on that bus to pay his fare to go to work in the in the morning, he's gonna say to himself, "I'm I'm you know this this bus fare is one is me one step closer to showing Ebony K. Williams that I'm not mediocre." Yeah, I got my season D's when I was in school, but I'm a show her. Huh? Yeah, I'm a show her. Huh? You know what I'm saying? They're out there. They're out there. You you bet your you bet your lucky stars they are. Um. And uh, the thing the thing is, why there's so much backlash is because of the majority of men and the majority of black men are blue collar. I was just watching an H, uh, episode on HGTV with um with the black dude uh in a household I don't even know if he's married to the girl I do not think he was but he had two kids with her uh in a household with a, with a with a fat white chick I mean how many times we've seen that and then she set her occupation. so you know office desk managers blah blah, blah blah and and he said for I'm for and then she she got real specific I I work for such and such and such and such with this company and that company and he he said, "Uh, I'm a maintenance technician." <laughs> what that mean? <laughs> what do that mean? Really? What is that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just stereotypical shit, just real stereotypical shit. You know what I mean? But you know, at the end of the day, you know, he he seems like a good guy on the surface. From the from that from whatever little clip I saw in that episode, he's in his kid's life. He's with his, He's down for his woman. Like, like, what what more could you ask for? You know what I'm saying? What more, what more could you ask for? Like, I think people, people need to balance their perception of what a family is and the American dream. Some, a lot of times, a family isn't always the American dream. You know what I mean? I think, like, you could say that they have the American dream. You know, she probably makes more than him, the way it sounds and the way it looks in that in that HGTV episode, you know what I'm saying? But they're a family. They're man, woman and child. That's a family. And they're together and they, you know, they they, you know, from, from on the outside looking in, they're grinding it out and making it and you know, you know, making a life for those two children. You know, so so it is what it is. Um but and then you know, uh, what... what what a lot of the inconsistency is coming from is because you have the majority of black men that are blue collar nine to fivers, but then a lot of average women's dream man is a drug dealer. <laughs> Let them tell it. Let them describe it. Um, he has to make so much money, but be all up in my face. You know what I'm saying? Uh, um he got he got to take me here, take me there, and we got to go shopping. And I wanna, I want this, I want that. You wanna date a drug dealer, man? Like, like let's be real. <laughs> and some of you know, and you have women out there who will admit it. I, I need a dope boy. I need a guy who he can, you know, you know, we can, we can hop in the car and he can say we do don't, don't pack no bags. <laughs> I've known women who live like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and they can have it because that stuff comes crashing down hard. You know, um, they call it a trap for a reason, you know? Um, so, so yeah, there's a lot of inconsistency. You want this kind of guy, but most of the guys are, this, are these kind of guys. So what are you going to do, right? <laughs> I had a chick uh, um, on Facebook... <laughs> Um, she was, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, most guys are this way and you're that way. So like, what are you going to do, sweetheart? She was facetious. She said, I'm going to focus on my rap career. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, and, um, it's, it's a chicken or the egg, you know, because you could blame, like if, if most black men are mediocre. Now, mind you, the Ayanla clip had nothing to do with black men. It was just about her using an example of a bus driver, right? It had nothing to do with it. It was the race car didn't come in at all, but once again, getting lost in the comments and I'm pretty sure the comments in the comments, they made it about race. And that's why she clapped back the way she did. Um, but you could also, you know, but you know, if black women spend the, a, a good solid 30 to 40 years uh, saying that black men ain't shit. What do you expect black men to be in the current day? You you know what I'm saying? You spent, you've called it to existence, right? You've called it into existence. And, um, you know, not only that, a lot of black women don't value the con, don't understand the concept of family. Um, they think family is them and their kids when it's supposed to be man, woman, and child. I remember, I am Just the other night, I mentioned that to somebody, a a woman on the phone. She's in, she's in her mid fifties. And I said, a family, she was telling me about something going on at church and, um, her baby father goes to her church and her daughter's in her church too. And her daughter wanted to do something with her father, but she, she got in the way of that because, uh, the father, he don't really, you know, do nothing with, with her for the church or whatever. And she was like, you know, what should I have done? I told her, it should be man, woman, and child. That 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 young li- And her daughter's grown. <laughs> you know, she's 20 something. And she wants to be with her dad. You know what I'm saying? And she got she got in the way of that. She got enough feelings and no. You know what I'm saying? I was like, so it's not man, woman, and child? No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> nah, you good. <laughs> Some women are just setting their ways. You know what I'm saying? And and um you know, they've been, like, subconsciously and subliminally programmed to hate men. to Or to think that they're better than men. Uh, I've, I ain't gonna say I've seen it, but I've seen it insinuated. You know what I'm saying? Where, like, I, I knew this one woman, she had a granddaughter. And it was kind of like a generational curse where, you know, she was a single mother you know, for 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 her being the way that she for her personality in, uh, set, you know, I, a lot, you know, the, the men in her lives didn't work out. And I could see why knowing her personally. But anyway, um, you know, and she had a daughter who wound up being a single mother generational curse. You know what I'm saying? And then so she had a granddaughter and. I could see the energy that she was putting into her granddaughter to be strong and independent. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> what do you what do you expect the outcome to be? You know what I'm saying? Like, But then again, the apple don't fall too far from the, you know, you finish the sentence. Um, so, all right, so we talked about the message. Now let's talk, 26 minutes in, let's talk about the messenger. Um... Doubling, so yeah, so she, she doubled down the damage for, for damage control. Uh, um, I like, like she it, it seemed the went from the clapback clip to the breakfast club interview, it just seemed like she was punching the air while digging a hole for herself. The more she talked, the more she made it worse. The more she tried to explain herself, the more she made it worse. Um. And then the more she talked, the more she moved the goalposts. Uh, Talking about, you know, a black man exposed to COVID. And, you know, I, I, we, I want to see y'all do better. Now she's trying to market a book, so she's grifting to sell a book. You know what I mean? Like, like and then all of this is spinning out of control from a clip of, from just simply saying, hey, would you date a bus driver? From someone asking you, would you date a bus driver? Right. So it's been out of control. Um, She looks hypocritical, you know, trying to be on this, sh- uh, sh- you know, black power movement or this pro black movement. You know what I'm saying? Like like letting that be the trope. You know what I mean? When you were wholly engaged to a white guy, you know what I mean? And this is this is the conundrum. I don't want to hear anyone say they're pro black if you're married or sleeping with a white person. Period, like it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Your your life has to exude it or exemplify what you stand for. Period, period. It doesn't work. Uh, um, Candace Owens tried it. You know what I'm saying? And you know she crawled. She crawled back into her hole. You know. You, you just have to accept things for what it is. Um, if, if if it's Hippocratic, it's Hippocratic. Or hypocritical, I should say. Hypocritical um hippocratic i think that has to do with medicine and doctors um yeah and i think a lot of uh, a another big reason uh that people are upset not because of what she said but uh the the platform that she said it on the fact that she's putting this kind of energy out there uh and making average women think on her uh, think the way that she thinks you know, telling, you know, so now average women who qualify to date a bus driver are going to look past the bus driver, which is inconsistent. Once again, I talked about how, you know, the majority of men are blue collar, but, the, the you know, but the majority of women want to date drug dealers, you know, or they want to date a man whose lifestyle is like a drug dealer, you know, makes a whole bunch of money, but then has all the time in the world to be all in their face and go and and run off to wherever they want to run off to. Right. That's inconsistent. It's inconsistent and it's delusional. It really is. Um, what people need to understand is that a woman like Ebony K. Williams is the unicorn. She's a minority. You know what I mean? Um, it, it, like, no matter how, no matter what the propaganda tells you about how much women are doing better, she's still the unicorn. You know, um, the, the the race card is played out. The race card has played out. That that card has been deactivated. Um, it's in, in, um, the, the, <laughs> what, um, one of the, another YouTuber, Mr. Fantastic. He says that card has been deactivated. The magnet is war. The, the stripe is wore off. <laughs> the chip fell out. <laughs> the black card is obsolete. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't, it doesn't work. The race card is, it doesn't work anymore. Um, and, um, a lot of her, I feel like her, like her, a lot of women's, uh, dating standards and, and what they pursue and seek in a mate is based out of trauma or secondhand trauma, handed down trauma. You know what I mean? Um, they look for a mate because they don't ever want to be broke again, or they don't ever want to be, they're afraid. It's all based in, based and rooted in fear. They don't want to be broke. They don't want to be single mothers. They don't want to be broke single mothers. They don't, you know, they, they don't want a man to just leave them. They don't, you know, they, I, ain't no man, ain't no man, ain't no man, right? That that kind of fear, fear based. So he gotta have this. He gotta have that. Da-da-da, he gotta gotta gotta. Um, it's very imp- imposing and, uh, uh, you know, um, it's, it's 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 this kind of mandated pressure that they put on finding a mate and then they put on the mate themselves. Um, I I remember being in a conversation, um, you know, telling like, yo, I love black women, but it's a lot to date a black woman because you just feel like everything has to be something. There's, There's always this pressure when you date a black woman, you know? And I couldn't, at the time, I couldn't necessarily put it in words. I still can't put it in words now, you know? Um... And she was trying to get me to explain thinking that I was going to, you know, make an ass of myself or say something off the wall. And so she could say like, you know, so she could be like, oh, oh, you know, look, look at this fuck nigga. Look what he talking about. Right. Um, but I was just like, you know, you I don't even I, I don't, I've never even like, I've never really truly dated a white woman or a woman of another ethnicity. Um, no, I think I, I used to mess around with a Puerto Rican girl. But, yeah, you know, I. I never really truly dated women of other ethnicities. Um, And I always know that when I dated a a, a black American woman, because I dated a a foreign black woman and that was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, But when I dated a black American woman, everything was something. I couldn't, we couldn't stop by the fast food joint to grab a bite, a quick bite on the way to, to on the way without it having to be oh, well, let's go over here because, you know, I, I, I'd i like to feel like we're, we're doing something. Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, I just want to grab a bite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, um, they put a lot of pressure on their relationships. And uh, one of the people in the... Sh- uh, I, 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 what I've gathered from my research is that a lot of the way black women date is based in trauma, is rooted in trauma. And it's, it's very fear-based. And I get that. Um... But talking about talking about the messenger, Ebony K, uh, her double down clapback <laughs> um, and her breakfast club interview, none of it was any, it, she wasn't like really apologizing. Like, it wasn't a real apology. She was apologizing for people. And, and I, I get the way she set that up because I'm that way too. Like if I don't mean to offend you and you're offended, that's your problem. You know what I'm saying, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but it's your problem. I get that. Like, I'm the same way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so I kind of, I kind of saw what she did there. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't really an apology, but if you, if you're hurt, I'm sorry. Eh, I said what I said, but I'm sorry. <laughs> right? I get what she did there. Um, and then, you know, she just wouldn't shut up, and a lot of that is the sign language. Um, I like. You know, she got she breaking down the semantics of mediocrity and talking about the uh, soft. What is it? What is it again? What is it? like? I love it. Uh, the soft bigotry of low expectations. Right. Um, it, it's, you know, and then, you know, uh, the season D's comment, that was definitely shaming. Um, you know, the mediocrity, that was definitely an insult. Uh the guilting, the with the, with the low the bigotry of low expectations—that's definitely guilt. Um, and then just continually, just constantly, just talking, uh, 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 beating it, beating down, beating a dead horse. That's the need to be right. You know what I'm saying? She's just constantly punching air and trying to, you know, whatever somebody got to say, she got to say something right back. Just the constant need to be right. Um, when Kevin Samuels broke that down, shame, insults, guilt, and the need to be right, that it, it just, the light bulb went off in my head for me. I was like, oh my God. They're putting a name to what I've been thinking and feeling all along. You know what I'm saying? I fucking love it. Um. So yeah. So now let's get into my talking points. Let's get into my talking points. We are 35 minutes in. This is great. I love it. Um. Preference hurts more than rejection. Preference hurts more than rejection, Um, because if you like rejection is like you you're not as vulnerable if you get rejected. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You put you put forth your best foot and, you know, she's not feeling you. Okay, great. You know what I'm saying? Move on to the next. Right. But preference says I'm not rejecting you because you didn't put on put forth your best foot. I'm rejecting you because you don't even have a chance. Ooh, ow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, dang, you don't even have a chance. Like, you're not even you're not in my league. You're not even in my uh periphery. Whatever. You're not in my zone. You're not in my class. Uh, tisk tisk, uh, rubbish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Vagabond. <laughs> you know? Like, like that's that's what that is. That's just like that's <laughs> That's like, that's the, uh, you missed the spot. That's what that is. And that's what people felt when she made that face when Ayala, when Ayala said, would you date a bus driver? That's what they felt. You missed the spot (laughs) with her pinky in the air. (laughs) No pun intended. She's an AKA, right? (laughs) But, um, but yeah, preference hurts more than rejection. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, black people have a hypersensitivity to being called out and having their dirty laundry aired. And, you know, it wasn't... You know, her her making a face and refusing to date a bus driver wasn't airing the dirty laundry. But it was sort of like... They actually... they, they It was... Is it, she kind of put a bullseye on herself for what they've been feeling all along. You know what I'm saying? So because they were triggered, they triggered. Her, they they squeezed the trigger, so to speak. You know, talking about bullseyes, right? Um, she she kind of became the mascot for the women who don't want them, and that's why they that's why they shot all of those shots at her. No pun intended. We're talking about bullseyes, right? Um, she made, she became a, she became the face. She became the poster child of, 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 of the, you know, the women who, you know, ate sushi at school, you know what I'm saying? And sat and the, the, you can't sit with us girls, (laughs) you know, the mean girls, she became the face. She became the poster child immediately when she made that face and said, no, I would not date a bus driver unless he owns the bus. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, 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 yeah. And then, and then, with the doubling down clapback, and you know, the sign language on the Breakfast Club. You know what I'm saying? Now it's like, now it's like you just you just digging the knife deeper into uh, the shortcomings of black people, you know, especially making it a race issue. When all she did was ask you, would you date a bus driver? We went from date, would you date a bus driver to black mediocrity. <laughs> like what? What? what Huh? What? <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, black people have a, a hyper hypersensitivity to being called out and being having their dirty laundry aired, and you know, or or, or someone personifying what they resent. You know, um, but, you know, black people have a hypersensitivity to that, and they really need to get over it really like it's, it's it's tired it's very tired um one of the commentators in the stream I was researching he said he said something that blew me away he gave a quote that blew me away it was a few quotes that blew me away he said a woman's beauty like I'm thinking he's gonna say a woman's beauty is in her beauty but his cadence was so slow he just he just dropped the mic with this one he said a woman's beauty is in her age and her womb. So this was kind of an ad hominem, not necessarily an ad hominem attack, but just an ad hominem in general to Ebony K Williams, a woman like Ebony K Williams who's highly successful but past her prime, right? Highly successful but past her prime. So she's like what kind of what man does she really qualify for because her money means nothing unless she's giving it away, right? <laughs> she's which she's of course she's not, right? So her 3 million dollar net worth means nothing to a man. Cuz he's thinking of must he's, he's thinking, well, you're not as you're you're not as pretty as those younger girls, you know what I'm saying? You're past your prime and then you can't give me any kids. So what good are you to me other than your th- your 3 million dollar net worth which you, which obviously you're not going to give to me. You know what I'm saying? So so like what what, what good congratulate like Kevin Samuels said, "Congratulations, you're a sugar mama." You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. And that blew me like I was like, damn, her beauty isn't her beauty? Like it has nothing to do with her looks. Wow. Um. Um, and and so so yeah, uh. So I, I already talked about, you know, uh black women kind of subconsciously and subliminally indoctr- indoctrinated to hate men or think that they're better than men. Um And so uh, um, a lot of white collar women uh, are claiming that they refuse to date blue collar men because socially it doesn't work. Socially, the the relationship doesn't work. You know, what I'm saying with a white collar woman and a blue collar man, there's a lot of resentment and intimidation from that blue collar guy. I kind of, I kind of see, I can see that. I think both two truths can exist. Whereas the blue collar guy might resent the white collar woman, but also I do believe that the white collar woman can resent the blue collar guy. Um, my mom was a white collar woman, and my dad was a blue collar guy. Um, I remember my very first client uh, when I started Prosperity U.L.L.C., LLC. Um, she was a white collar woman, and her husband was a painter. You know what I'm saying? Um, there is kind of a, a fitting in involved, I will admit, you know what I'm saying? Um, it's, it's, it's very, it's awkward when, you know, she's conducting a business deal and you have no clue what she's talking about, but you live with her and you see her every day and you have intimacy with her, right? Like that's, that's, you know, tax time comes and she's shuffling papers and you don't know what she's doing, but y'all supposed to be y'all in this together right <laughs> um there is you know so there is kind of a, a rift and a schism um involved in you know those there it, it, there is a class thing you know what i'm saying now <clears throat> for those blue-collar men who make substantially uh, a way and you know who make a lot of money and can can quote unquote keep their women you know what i'm saying uh, I wouldn't even say the, they're the outliers because there's a lot of blue collar men who make a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? So, so it does, but it, it's it's really not about the money. It's more so of a class issue. It's a it's a clashes issue. It's a a, a snob snobbishness, so to speak. You know, um, the feminist movement fought hard for women to have equal rights, just so that they could. Elbow themselves out of the dating market You know <clears throat> the You know we're talking about C's and D's The more intelligent a woman is The less attractive she becomes In many instances She either suffers in the looks category Or she just suffers in the Agreeableness category Because she's so intelligent She's so opinionated She's, she's difficult to work with In a relationship You know what I'm saying Like these are real things Um And then, you know, a lot of, you know, in this day and age, a lot of women don't grow up with men, you know, and so they don't really know how to be, be with a man or be around a man. Um, So they can only view a relationship as transactional and it's very stale being with them. You know what I'm saying? And that, that on top of that makes it even more difficult to work with them, you know? Um, But, and, and, but however when, you know, this, this was an exercise in hypergamy, you know, when Ayala asked her, would you date a bus driver? This was a a, a complete exercise in hypergamy, Um, simply because hypergamy is natural, you know, um, you know, it's, it's, it's status over money. You know what I'm saying? A woman will, will date a broke dude if he's a celebrity, <laughs> you know what I'm saying I don't know how long the relationship would last but she she'll definitely date him if he's a celebrity if he's world famous he could be broke but he's he's famous he's on the red carpet <laughs> he don't look broke you know what I'm saying um and she'll date him she'll date him it's it's I I, I I do believe that in the short term women value status but in the long term they value money you know what I mean um so, yeah, so so women are typically uh, another talking point that I gleaned was that women are typically keen on social integration, whereas men, a man will live in a, you know, in a furniture, in a, a unfurnished apartment like which I've done. <laughs> a man doesn't mind living in an unfurnished apartment with just a couch and a bed. And he he's just fine. He's happy. You know what I'm saying? A woman, women ain't necessarily built that way. You know, because they want to brag for the gram and to their homegirls about what he what what they man bought them and where he took them. Right. So uh, women are very keen on social integration. Um, And, you know, nature is inherently uh, discriminatory and competitive. And so we could talk about body positivity all day long, but your body positivity ain't gonna get you a husband. You know, what I'm saying Telling pleading with men to like you and love you won't get you uh, won't won't get you chose. It is what it is. If they don't like it, they don't like it. And you're going to be left out. It's it's that's what when when nature is discriminatory and competitive, basically what it is, nature just plays musical chairs. And whoever whoever's, you know, when the music stops, whoever has a chair um, prolongs the species. You know what I'm saying, and that's that's and and that's you know, um, it's not so. This was another quote that blew me away. It's not survival of the fittest, and I guess it, it you could get into semantics too. It's not survival of the fittest or the strongest or the biggest or the fastest or the strongest. It's survival of the most adaptive. Um, one of the points made was this is why we don't have uh this, this is why wolves are smaller you know what I'm saying, than the um, saber tooths and the, you know, the the larger animals of the prehistoric eras, you know what I'm saying, because those larger creatures weren't adaptive to, uh, you know, to the settings and the surroundings or whatever the case. They were, you know, the smaller creatures, the more nifty, nimble, or more nimble creatures were more, uh, were more fit fit to survive more conditions, and nature kind of has a way of sifting out the most efficient, uh, um, adaptivity of, of, of whatever, of whatever species or whatever the circumstances are, you know, nature, nature has a way of saying, okay, this doesn't work. That doesn't work, but that does. Okay. So that's going to survive, you know, and therein lies the, uh, discrimination and the competitiveness. Um, it's inadvertent, but it's still evident. Let me, I'm, I'm talking to, no, Let me stop. Um, And so, in that competitiveness, when you in speaking of the relationship between women to men, uh, a woman is naturally going to seek a man who she perceives as her better. You know what I mean? This was another. This was another quote, which is a truth, really. Um, A woman wants a man. A woman is is going to be attracted to a man who she sees as her better. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I can't, you know, as a man, I can't really see a woman being with me if she, if she doesn't, if she thinks she's better than me. I don't see how that works. Um, but yet, yet again, you know, there are a lot of women who, um, I guess, I guess they see the man as better than them in some way, like, when you look at these, you know, women who, who who are doing well for themselves and they're dating these, bohem- you know, um, these, you know, these couch surfer guys, you know, who date women just for a place to stay. And, you know, everything you own in a box to the left, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All your Jordans and your PlayStation, you know, goes in that one box right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you see women date these kind of guys, you like okay, clearly you're better than him, or at least you're better than him on paper, so why are you with him? And, you know, they'll make up, they'll drum up these excuses, or oh, I can change him, I can fix him, I'm just, he's he's just at a bad place, or I can help him out, you know what I'm saying? And and I, I you could say I was that guy at one point in time, when I, especially when I was in college, you know, but, you know, but ultimately, that's not necessarily the, like, she's, she's dating a project. That's not really the guy who she wants to be with. Not in that moment. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so, so yeah, you know, what was a, yeah, she, she's naturally wants to, uh, find her, find a, a man who is her better. And, you know, because when you look at a fa- because if you, if you're talking about family, if you're planning a family, You know, how are you how are you supposed to let a man lead you if you if you see yourself, if you perceive yourself as being better than him? You know what I'm saying? Um, And so a lot of these women, they they probably date these guys, but they never really plan on marrying them. I never forget. I was working. um, I was working in this office and um, she wasn't she wasn't my supervisor, but she was one of the superiors in the office. Um, and she was dating one of the custodians. She was, it was, there was a, it was a, 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 a hardworking custodial staff. You know what I'm saying? These guys were on point. They, they were constantly, constantly cleaning on top of everything. And these guys were good to go. And, um, the good men, very good men. You know what I'm saying? And so she was dating one of them. And, you know, um, you know, they seemed very into each other. You know what I'm saying? Um... And then my my female coworker we 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 got into a little argument because of the scuttlebutt going around was that she's planning on marrying him, or she, at the time she was planning on marrying him. I don't know if they ever married, but I got to check up. I got to find the, uh, the 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 tea on that. I want not know if they actually married. But uh, the scuttlebutt at the time was that she was trying to she was she was planning on marrying him, and and ironically I was the one who was like, oh hell no. She go- you did. I was like you not she's not going to she's not going to marry a, a convenience dick. You never marry convenience dick. And she and she and my my female coworker she was like advocating, you don't know. You don't know. You have no idea, okay? She probably really really likes him. She really 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 loves him and she really sees the future. I said hell no. She's going to look at him and then look at her daughter cuz she was a single mother from a previous relationship. She's going to look at him and then look at her daughter and then look at him, and then look at her daughter. And then look at him, and then look at her daughter and say, oh, hell no, I'm not marrying this guy. <laughs> and mind you, he already had other kids from previous relationships, too. They were just they were just much older. I think they were, like, one was a teenager. I don't know um, how many other kids he had. But yeah, he had other kids. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> It may sound good, it may feel good, but when it really comes down to it, she's gonna get cold feet. And she's not gonna marry him. Like, it, it's cute. They may have, they may have talked about it, and it, it it feels good in the air, but nah, it's not. It's not. It's never gonna come to fruition. It's never gonna come to fruition. And um, and yeah, you know, it's, it's just it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. It, like, if a woman like. Ebony K dated a bus driver, I'd be like, ew. Honestly, like, honestly, I would. And you would too. Like, come on. Be real. Be real. Be real. Um, I, a, a woman like Ayanla, <laughs> could she date a bus driver? <laughs> I could see her dating a bus driver. <laughs> but not a woman like Ebony K. Nah, son. <laughs> I hate to say that. <laughs> I hate to say it like that. No. no. Um You know the the men, you know, even though the men should feel the men feel away as they should, um but they should uh, they all two truths can exist. They also should step up and turn those C's and D's into A's and B's. Um And a lot of them are. A lot of them are. And, but but once again, two truths can exist. An exceptional black man doesn't have to be a superhero. You know what I'm saying? Um, You know, there is value in good character. let's, Let's come back down to earth. Aside from all of the status and the money and who makes how much there is value in good character still, you know what I'm saying. Let's 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 be balanced in our projections, okay? Let's have a balanced projection. Um, and the truth is, considering the history and circumstances, once again, two truths can exist. A black man doesn't have to be a superhero. However, um, black men and black people in general uh, cannot afford to be mediocre, mediocre. So you don't have to be a superhero, but you cannot afford to be mediocre. Two truths can exist. Um, and I'm, I'm coming to a close here. I'm coming to a close. And, and, you know, and once again, two truths can exist. Uh, there is value in good character, but you, you can't, Expect or think you that you deserve certain outcomes just because you're a good person. So those two truths can exist as well. Um, And then once again, there is value in good character. There is value in hard work. You know what I mean. But a woman does not have is not obligated and doesn't have to be enthusiastic about dating a blue collar man. Period. She's not required. That is not a requirement of her. That is not an obligation or a mandate on her to be enthusiastic about dating a blue-collar man. So those those two two truths can exist as well. Um, Another double truth. I'll I'll coin that. Another double truth. Um, She should seek... so, So a woman like Ebony K. Williams... Highly successful, high net worth, you know what I'm saying, Uh, uh, um, highly intelligent, a woman like Ebony K. Williams, she should seek a man with character. Yes, she should seek a man with character, but she should also seek a man who owns the bus. Visit prosperunlimited.com and click travel to book your next vacation.
2: Do that Wanna be with the
0: concludes our show remember to subscribe like and share and if you appreciate the show go ahead and show it in cash app at dollar sign prosperity ullc we would like to thank you for tuning into prosperity ullc and continue to invest in the brand